41, page 694, if you've got a Schofield King James Bible, amen. Proverbs chapter 31, again, we thank you so much for being here today. Proverbs chapter 31, page 694. If you find your place, let's stand with me. We'll begin reading verse number 10. Appreciate all the songs this morning. Amen. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that she shall not have no she shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant ships, she bringeth her food far from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hand she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold to the distaff. She stretcheth out her hands to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple, her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She rejoiceth in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but none excelleth, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. If I had a thought, it would simply be, Wonder Woman, we call Mom. Wonder Woman, we call Mom. Good to have our bus kids with us this morning in the service. Matthew, how about you leading us to the throne of grace? Amen. You can be seated. 
When I mention mom, what do you think? A group of second graders were asked about moms, and their answers are fascinating. Why did God make mothers, they were asked, to help us out of there when we were getting born? How did God make mothers? Well, He took magic powder plus superpowers and done a lot of stirring. What are the ingredients that mothers are made of? Well, God made mothers out of clouds, angel hair, and everything nice in the world, and one dab of mean. Why did God give you your mother and not some other mother? God knew she would like me a whole lot more than the other mother's moms would like me. (laughs) What kind of a little girl was your mother? Well, I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess is she was pretty bossy. But they did say she used to be nice. (laughs) I love this. And why did your mom marry your dad? She got too old to do anything else with him. What's the, I love this, what's the difference between moms and dads? Moms work at work and work at home, and dads just go to work at work. (laughs) What does your mom do in her spare time? Mothers don't have spare time. What would it take to make your mom perfect? On the inside, she's already perfect. On the outside, some type of plastic surgery. (laughs) If you could change anything about your mom, what would it be? I would get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head. The wisest man who ever lived, a king named Solomon, wrote basically an entire chapter on the wonders of a wonderful mother. Someone has said the father is the head of the home, children are the hub of the home, and mothers are the heart of the home. This chapter is the longest description of any family member in the Bible. And it should tell us how important a mother really is. The most fascinating thing about this chapter, verses, are it starts, it's, uh, it has every letter of the Hebrew alphabet starting with A to Z. What a wonder woman we call moms truly is. But I... Take all of these things in this chapter. I believe we can center around three different thoughts I would like to share with you this morning. Let me say this. The mother here is truly the ideal woman. I don't know if we can aspire to do everything this woman is, but may I say... Every woman ought to aspire to do that. 
should be your goal, should be your desire. May I say, first of all, the godly mother portrayed here in Proverbs 31 is a mother of character in the home. Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. That word virtuous means moral strength, a spiritual strength, a woman of tremendous character and integrity. I thought it interesting. The Bible doesn't say, where can we buy a virtuous woman? Because there's one thing you cannot buy at Walmart, and that is character. You can't purchase it at the mall. The reality is, he said, who can find? You gotta search for it. You can find success, money, style, education. But may I say the first thing that every single young man in our church today ought to be interested in is a woman of character. Gentlemen, it's not your day, it's Mother's Day, but there's two things every young man ought to consider. One, the Lord you will serve. Second, the lady you will marry. Grace decisions you'll ever make. The first decision will determine whether you have heaven or hell in the future. And the second decision will determine if you live in heaven or, you know what, in the present. Reality is where the Lord you serve and the lady you marry be two of the greatest decisions you ever make. We find here, and I thought it interesting, this is a woman of great character. The Bible says her price is far above rubies. And I thought, why didn't he say diamonds? Every woman knows diamonds is a woman's best friend. But a diamond, it simply reflects, it catches light and reflects it from the outside. But the beauty of a ruby is from the inside. And may I say, character, a lot of lady women are reflecting beauty on the outside. But he said the character of a godly woman is found on the inside. Just like the ruby. And I thought it interesting, verse number 11, you'll find that this beauty is validated not by the world, not by people we work with, but it's validated and the heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that she have no need of spoil. Boy, any married couple will tell you when trust goes out the door, love goes out the window. Foundation of every marriage is trust. 
And what is the marks of a woman of character? It's found in her husband. It's good to her husband and good for her husband. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She's a found a blessing that never runs out. She's good to her husband all, always in, uh, and, and good to him all the time and in all ways. She's a great encourager. She's the number one cheerleader. She never speaks evil or down. I don't usually watch funeral sermons. I really don't. But I watch Musette Sexton's. And my, I would encourage you to watch that. Watching that, uh, her funeral sermon, I was amazed at what her children and grandchildren, especially her granddaughters, had to say. One of the things they said, we have never in 51 years in our entire life have ever heard mom, nor would she allow it to say anything bad about our dad. Matter of fact, she said, Mom would not allow us to badmouth one another in the family. She just would not allow that. She was a woman of character. Well, this godly woman, this wonder woman we call Mom in Proverbs 31, she's a woman of character in the home. See, great validation The great validation, ladies, is not what people think of you at church, not what people think of you on your job, not what people think of you at the mall or wherever you shop, but it's what people that know about you say of you in your home. That's a woman of character. My, she was... Great lady. This woman was a model of character in the home. And on every home, every home, the mom sets the spirit of that home. This is what the proverb writer said in 12.4. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. But she that maketh ashamed or disappoint. That word ashamed means be to disappoint. Listen to what the Bible says. Is as rottenness to his bones. She's literally killing him from the inside out. May I say publicly and without ever any reservations. I live with this woman. And I can tell you, I praise God. He's given me a wife of character. Dr. Gibbs did Miss Musette Sexton's funeral. She made said, I told Musette one time, said, Musette, I believe that your husband may be one of the best preachers 
and one of the best men I've ever known. She said, Brother Gibbs, you say that because you don't live with him. He was taken back and he's wondering, what's she going to say? Said, you, you said that because you don't live with him. She said, I live with him. I want you to know he is the best preacher there is in the world. And he is the best man I've ever known. And don't you forget it. May I say, she was a woman, a godly mother of character. Oh, may I say this. One of the greatest things our world needs today. May I say, first of all, if you've had a mother of character and she's done slipped on to the other side or still here, you ought to praise God for that. You ought to praise God for that. If you have a companion that is a mate, that is a woman of character, you ought to praise God for that. You ought to praise God for it. Not only is this godly mother a portrait of character in the home, but she's a portrait of competence in the home. Now we begin to see all the different things a mother does to provide a happy home for her husband and her children. Notice something in verse 13. Talks about clothing. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Wool for the winter, flax for the summer. In this particular day, it was one of the women's jobs. They, they sewed their own clothes. I remember my mom making clothes when she was, when we were home. And, uh, she made clothes for our sister. And that word seeketh means delightful. In other words, this is a woman not complaining because she's got to do this. She's a woman that's doing it because she delights in doing this. She's providing clothing for her home. She didn't do it as a duty. She did it because she loved her family. Not only the clothing, but notice the food. She's like the merchant ship. She bringeth food from afar. She riseth also while is yet not and giveth meat to her household and portions to her maidens. This is a woman that speaks of, of going the extra mile. She, she's the woman that, that, that looks for the bargains and looks for the good deal. She's the woman that goes the extra mile to make sure her family is fed well. She's a woman that not will not not uh, 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 complaining any time of the hour to fix food for the family. She's a woman, but we we how many of you remember the day when the family used to get around the table and have supper together? How many remembers that day? I know for some of you, you don't know what that day is, but I remember that day. I remember when mom would fix, and they were six of us. And uh, I guess that's the reason I don't like leftovers. Uh, boy, when I grew up, there were six of us. When food was put on the table, there was no such thing as leftovers. 
There was a lot of root hog and die uh, business. You had to get your part. But there was no leftovers left. I can rarely remember leftovers. And uh, I, can't, I can't hardly eat leftovers to the day because I didn't grow up anyway. But I can remember uh, my mom willingly cooking and delighting and for the family. May I say to her, she's a, a working mother. She considereth the field and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hands she planteth the vineyard. And evidently he's talking about a working mother. Let me say just as a side note. If you're a mother that works out of the home, I praise God for you. I truly do. And by the way, fellas, if your wife works, shame on you if you don't help her. You hear what I said? I didn't stutter. I said, shame on you if you don't help her. If she's working outside the home. Now I'm going to bust this bubble because I don't want you using it because it's a lie. It's an outright lie. I've heard this. Well, it takes two to make it today. No, it does not. It takes two to maintain the lifestyle you want. Let's just get honest about it. It takes two to maintain your lifestyle. If you're willing to downgrade your lifestyle, you can make it off of one income. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Years ago, when before I went into ministry, I moved Darlene out of the factory. I was confident that that's something the Lord wanted us to do, and the Lord knew the reasons. And um, when I went full-time in the ministry, I love it. People would come up to me and say, Well, Darlene, go back to work. And I'd think, No, no. If God can't take care of us, I'll go back to work. And honestly, in the back of my mind, I'd want him to. Well, may I say that's been several years now, and we've not missed a meal, we've not missed a payment. We may not have the lifestyle of others, but I thank God for ladies. And I thank God for women that do work out of the home. But may I say, I thank God for the mothers that stay at home with their children. I love this. Salary.com did a survey. And, uh, uh, and said that a mother that stays home, she's a nurse, a homemaker, a chef, a janitor, an accountant, a teacher, a chauffeur. And if you had 24-7, and if you had to pay her for what she did, she is worth $138,000 a year. Some of you gentlemen better rethink. Amen. I love this. I love this. There's a working mother doing her very best, both her job and her home. Husband was always complaining. One day he got up and he said, I would to God you could fix me a hot breakfast. 
She left in the drawer and gave him some matches and said, go set your cornflakes on fire. <laughs> Amen. Proverb writer says, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good and her candles go not out by night. She's not a, she's not a lazy woman. She's not afraid. May I say this? She's not a trophy wife. She knows how to stretch a dollar. She knows what's called a bargain. It ain't safe for me to go to the grocery store by myself. It's not safe. I'm going to spend too much money. She left hands to spend or her hands hold the distaff. This is a woman who knows how to keep her household together. She's a homemaker. She's the glue that holds it together. And you can see how successful she is because of how successful he is. When God, man, when God created you in God's creative hand, he created you as a helpmate for the man. That word helpmate has the ideal that God gave you a whole box of parts and said, put him together. You become a completer. You become, you complete that which was absent in man. God said, it's not good that man should be alone. And amen to that. It's not good. Darlene at home, I could ever light my house on. I ain't afraid of the dark. I just could light some. And the woman is a completer. And this woman here, her success is reflected in her husband. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Here's what she's saying. She is a woman that I'm going to display my greatness through my husband. In the gates where they've done all the business. In the gates where this man did, did all the business of the day. And when people looked at him, they immediately thought, boy, he, he's, this man's got a great wife. I, I've told this before, and I, I believe this. I, I, I doubt very seriously if I would be here today. If I'd known any success as a pastor, a good portion of that is because of that woman sitting right there. I know the church loves her more than they do me. And I like that. May I say, she is reflected in her husband. And people know. And people, you may think, well, nobody, we got it all hid. No, you don't have it hid. It's reflected. 
And this man is saying very loudly, man, I got a wife of character and competence. I mean, he's saying, uh, I, I wouldn't be who I am today. What I am today. I wouldn't be where I am doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for the sweetest, prettiest, loveliest lady that I've been privileged to be married to. It's big business. Being a woman of character and competence is big business. She looked well to the ways of her household and eat not the bread of idleness. She's not a lazy woman. She's not a lazy woman. When her husband is at work or out of town or children are at school, they don't worry about the home because they know they've got mom at the wheel. God forgive me and forgive all of us husbands and fathers who ever thought our wives had it easy. My God, help us not to never take our wives for granted. A man would come home from work. And when he would come home, he would first question say to his wife, What have you been doing all day? That day he comes home. The house is a disaster. The baby's crying. Dirty dishes all over the counter. Laundry hanging from the doorknobs. TV was blaring. The beds were unmade. Carpets not vacuumed. Dinner was uncooked. He looked at her and said, What in the world has happened? You know how you asked me what I've been doing all day? Well, today I didn't do it. Today I didn't do it. Godly mother portrays character in the home, competence in the home. But I believe that perhaps this is the greatest thing. She portrays chemistry in the home. It's not just the way she does things, but it's in the way she talks. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. And her tongue is the law of kindness. Mom understands that she sets the atmosphere and the spirit of that home more than anybody else does. She tries not to scream, holler, raise her voice, at least not too often. But if I had you as a kid, I might do the same. Let me say this. I doubt very seriously, not lately, but 
early in the ministry. Early in the ministry. I doubt very seriously if I'd still be pastor in this church had it not been for that woman. Because there have been times I've been so discouraged with it. I'd come home and she'd say, Honey, that's one of the best messages that I ever heard you preach. I know she lied. It's going to be all right. Now, honey, just, just think about this family. Boy, it's, it's going to be okay. When she dies, I'm going to put on her tombstone. It'll be all right. I've heard that for so long. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I'm going to put on her tombstone. Well, it's all right. <laughs> See, there are some things that a mom can only teach. My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait till we get home. Mother taught me about receiving. You're going to get it when we get home. Mother taught me about logic. If you fall out of that swing and break your neck, you're not going to the store with me. My mother taught me about physiology. If that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. Mother taught me about sex. How do you think you got here? My mother taught me about genetics. You're just like your father. This is my favorite. My mother taught me about justice. One day, you will have kids, and I hope they will turn out just like you. Then you'll see what it's like. About the time... Wonder Woman we call mom says, is it worth it? Her children arise up and call her blessed. And her husband also praiseth her. Many daughters I've done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. This praise and this Aspiration of appreciation was something expressed consistently, spontaneously, and lovingly. Don't miss this. Shame on you if you have a mother that you can walk up to And let them know how much you love them and you don't. Because you'll not understand how precious that is until the day comes that that mother's no longer there. All across this building, a whole bunch of us how many of you have mothers going on the other side? We can't do that. You say, well, she didn't do right. Shut your mouth. She brought you in the world. Will you like it or dislike it? She made you what you are. If you got an opportunity, because a whole bunch of us can't. And we're looking at you and saying, what's wrong with you? We want to shake you good 
and say, Goodness, Tom! Let them know while you can. Because you won't always have that opportunity. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. They didn't have Mother's Day in Israel. And the truth of the matter is, every day should be. Mother's Day and every day should be a Mother's Day. See, there's a debt we all owe our parents. We never repay. You say, well, they, they, they didn't do right. Well, you've not always done right. You've not always acted right. And there's not a mom or dad throw you away. So let's just not throw our parents away. You see... They deserve a paycheck of appreciation, admiration, and affirmation. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Hey, mothers, if you're not a woman like that, you say, well, I could never be a woman. Yes, you can. Start today. Start today. If your home is not like that, start today. Change atmosphere in that home. Change atmosphere in that home. Make that home a day. Oh, well, you say, man, I didn't blow so much. Okay, okay. Forget that. Start today. Start today. Be a woman of character and competence and chemistry in your home. That your husband could rise and call you blessed in your children. See, nobody leaves a greater legacy than a godly wife and a godly mother. There's no more powerful force on our planet earth than of a godly woman sold out to Christ. Favor is deceitful. Because what a woman may be on the outside may not be what she is on the inside. Beauty is vain. I hate to tell you this, and we have a lot of beautiful young ladies here. I tell you, it's going to fade. It's not going. It's not going to last. Henry J. Hines, the owner and creator of the Hines Ketchup Company, said this when his will was read: "Looking forward to the time when my earthly career will end." And our desire to set forth at the very beginning of this will is the most important item in it, a confession of my faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I also desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life, in which there was unusual joys and sorrows, I have been wonderfully sustained by the faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left me by my consecrated godly mother 
a woman whose strong faith and to, to it I attribute any success I have obtained. There's a lot of wonders in this world, but the greatest wonder is the wonder woman we call mom. Here t- this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, the greatest joy of every parent, the greatest joy of every parent is to one day know your children are saved and born again and going to heaven. We're not going to take anything in this world with us. We're not going to take a thing but our children. I want to take my children. I want to take my grandchildren. And we got one more to go. And we're begging God to save him. Greatest thing you can do for your parents, if you're lost, get saved. And parents, the greatest thing you can do is live God before them. They may not understand it. They may even think you're strange. Live God before them. This godly woman, woman of character, competence, and chemistry. Your home, ma'am, is what you choose to make it. Let's all stand to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed.